1: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's a, it's a happy, simply amazing today. Metsy's finished off a um, a sluggish week on a, on a very, very strong note. And um, I think everyone's happy campers as the Mets head back to New York, not to Citi Field, to the Bronx to for two with the Yankees, which it's expected to be a rainy Monday, so we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, Taron, we have to be feeling pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh- yeah, so
0: I finally got to see the Mets. This is the first game that I've been to all year. I, I'm back home, so I drove up to Philly, met up with Al, and uh, that was one of the best games I've ever, ever been to. The Mets, I've seen them a lot in a lot of places, and they very rarely win. I have, like, a terrible win percentage. I look like the 62 Mets when it comes to win percentage of me watching the Mets. And, uh, and so for them to pull that one out uh, after the rain delay and a slow game, just in general, like, uh, we were at the ballpark for almost six hours. So it uh, be crazy win. Uh, I think Steve Cohen said it best. Uh, you know, this team is all heart, and they've shown it all year. Uh, just, you know, they, they got their, their backs up against the wall constantly, and they keep fighting. They don't give up. They might not always win, but they don't give up. And uh, I saw your tweet. What, uh, people canceled the season
1: again, huh? Yeah. You know, when Trevor May. When was that? When Trevor May, um, you know, that? When, when Trevor uh, May gave up that, uh, that home run to Segura, uh, the mood changed. I mean, you know, following the game along with social media on any given game is, is an experience. Following along on Sunday was a roller coaster. And, um, <laughs> you know, everybody was, you know, just riding that high. Uh, Mets were tied up you know Trevor May who, who's been inconsistent he's had some some big spots that he's kind of faltered in uh since he's returned but hey you know the guy was out for three months he had four rehab innings and he's kind of been thrown back into like high leverage situations I, I would prefer that you know ease him into those spots but I guess, you know, these sort of reps are going to get, it's going to knock that rust off a little bit faster. So uh, it it is what it is. The Mets were able to pull it out, but yeah, the, you know, Twitter was, um, was, was, I don't want to say in flames, but it was damn close. And uh, you know, you know how social media is. And I've been doing a very, very, I guess, making a strong point to, to focus on the positive when it comes to uh, social media been doing a lot of muting. Been doing a lot of uh, list creating to kind of streamline my experience, and it, it's helped. You know, I, I think that this this time, this this whole era of Mets baseball, still just at the at the early infant stages of it. You know, this should be enjoyed. There's going to be ups and downs. It's a baseball season. Uh, you know, I I, yeah, I mean, it can't be all bad. We became
0: buddies through social media. Right. We would not know each other with Twitter, so there's definitely good with it. But yeah, I, I think Gary said this week um, that if you followed just the the Mets Twitter, you would think that they lost every single game. Uh, and you know, <laughs> to that extent, like I I listen. I watch the games with a lot of emotion. I'm sitting there. I'm locked in on every pitch, and I I yell at the TV too. I uh emotion well i know i think emotion down is- also know that this team yeah this team has a ton of fight so they showed it again i i don't know how many times they're gonna have to show it people are uh just like you
1: know they're Taren, you there oh i think i lost you pal can you hear me oh i can hear you now yeah you're cutting in and out oh Taryn. We've lost Taron, but just to continue what what he was getting at before, while while, while Taron reconnects here, um, the emotion that comes along with being a Mets fan—I know exactly what he's trying to say—is that you know it's a um, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. This this team, especially this year, this team will wrap you up emotionally and and, and send you up to cloud nine, and you don't want to leave that spot and. As we just said, it's a baseball season. This is, there's going to be ups and downs. I mean, the Mets, from the start of the second half till the start of the Brave series, the Mets were hitting like 290 as a team with like an OPS over 800. Of course, that's unsustainable. But then over the last week, they've hit like 223 with an OPS in the 600s. There's going to be ups and downs. And, and you know, I grain of salt is just my chosen way. I've lost, uh, you know, too many nights sleep worrying about the Mets throughout my, my fandom. Um, I've kind of left that all behind. I was telling, I met up with Danny Torres for lunch for breakfast last weekend. Uh, Danny Torres, of course, uh, does the, um, the Clemente pod. He's calm. My is full. Um, Darren, did we get you back yet? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. I'm like, I'm like trying to draw it out. I'm like, huh. When should I check? We got him. Yeah. Mic. No, it's I was funny, trying man. not to talk over you. No, 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 no. It's cool, man. But you know, just uh, that emotion is is it's part of the experience for me. I enjoy it. But um, yeah, I tend to yeah. stay to the positive did, side. Did it?
0: Uh, did it come through when I said that? Like, you know, I I watch with a lot of emotion, but I don't necessarily tweet every negative emotion that I feel because, <laughs> you know, it's probably not legit. Like the, this team has shown over and over again. And look, I had a moment earlier this year. Okay. It was actually in Philly. One of the, I think it was the first series in Philadelphia this year. Joel Rodriguez like gave up a, a run pretty late. And I said to my buddies, it's almost shameful now, but I was like, you know what, whatever, anything that they do at this point, is just going to be a pleasant surprise. Uh, and look, I, they have shown all year that they have that fight, whether it was in St. Louis or in Philadelphia or again today in Philadelphia. This team has so much heart. And, uh, and so getting in the car in the parking lot across from the stadium just now, uh, I got a chance to turn on the, uh, the book show. For a second uh, on uh, WCBS, Howie's call of the uh, Mark Canna's second home run is like amazing. He goes, uh, You know, wherever the Mets end up in 2022, they never disappoint. They have drama in their back pockets day after day after night after day after night again. That is like one of the best calls I've ever
1: heard. Amazing. Do you know, he's terrific. I mean, the, the, the emotion coming from Gary and Ron this, uh, on Sunday was, was outstanding. It's, it's the beauty of this game, right? It's, it's the, um, it's almost like a, like a story being written every day. Yes. And, and Even, even on off days, there's always going to be some sort of plot line developing and, it's um, it's the most elaborate storyline you could think of, and it happens every year. And, and it's, excuse my language, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been making a very conscious effort not to curse on the show, and I've been doing okay. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. Well, wow. I think after a win like Sunday, I think we're allowed, right? Mark Mark Canna. I almost called him Mark F. and Canna, but we'll just stay to Mark Canna. Um, yeah unbelievable what what a, what a performance uh Nate Fisher I mean my gosh yes. Nate Fisher was a banker last year <laughs> he's a CPA right I mean I, I don't know if he's doing uh if he's if he's doing taxes I don't know what he's doing but you know that is quite the um quite the shift in in profession I know and what a moment you know like even even
0: if he only has today or michael perez only has this series right those guys are part of the team you talk about a story into mets lore that that's gonna go on mets classics in like a couple of years you're gonna see that game from
1: today oh it's gonna be up by september yeah They've they've been rotating the same like six years at sny for the last 10 years uh, yeah, the, the, that's going to be in like the, the next chapter, the next release. They're going to pump that out ASAP. Yeah.
0: That, I mean, that dude, that was amazing. That was, that was really special. And
1: was there, with, was there still, was there still a large Mets contingent at the stadium on Sunday?
0: Huge. That's awesome. And we were getting food constantly. And you know what, actually like a uh, couple things I want to say. So this is my first time, uh, in Philly, which is weird because, you know, I grew up pretty close and, and. Just I never went to any games up here, so this is Stadium Number Nineteen for me, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and that's a nice ballpark. That's a really nice ballpark, and I think that their fans get a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, maybe they, uh, maybe I just didn't run into the bad ones, but like they were pretty, uh, like positive towards their team, but not saying like a ton of negative stuff about the other team. And I
1: appreciate that. So Dude, 90, kudos to them. And 90, 90% of fans I've, I've encountered in visiting ballparks, if I'm wearing a Mets jersey or a Mets hat, you know, you'll get your, your good natured ribbing, but 90% of these people, they just, you know, they're going to, you're going to share a smile. You're going to share maybe a, a quick word about baseball and you're going to go on with your, with enjoying the game. You know, there's always going to be that 10% that, that are going to be jerks. I think I told the story on the show. Um, I left citizens bank ballpark with my white David Wright Jersey covered in mustard and ketchup. Um, Oh yeah. This was in like 2007, 2008. Uh, (laughs) Oh, dude, Philly, you know, Philly brings, um, I guess it, it, you know, it brings the fun out. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of fun that weekend. I was out with my brother and his friends. My brother is not, uh, Hey, Phil, I know you're a listener. Um, my brother's not a uh, not a, a, a very rambunctious fellow, <laughs> and you know you saw the fire come out because I guess Philly just again it's it's where the fun <laughs> is. Uh, but yeah man it's um it's great ballpark and generally baseball fans are just we're docile creatures <laughs> we're there <that laughs> in good time there's bad seeds and there's bad apples but you know it's a peaceful game and it's a uh, uh, yeah, most people enjoy it that way.
0: Yeah, and and what a game too. And and Philly, like they should be proud of their team too. They played really hard today. They just ran out of arms in the bullpen. Yeah, consider the fact that they had to reuse Brogdon and Robertson today, and those are the guys that gave up the two jacks. Um, so yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, but a great, great win, and and a way to end the weekend. So. They could still prove you right, uh, Tim. You said 10 games out of this stretch. I thought about texting you when Skura hit the home run. I was like, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to do it. But if they beat the Yankees twice, then they will get to 10 wins in this stretch, which would
1: be pretty uh, amazing. It would be impressive. Um you know, coming off of the Atlanta series, which we didn't record on Friday, we figured we'd get it all in today. But there's not really a whole lot to talk about. The Mets' offense fell flat. They're dealing with injuries. Uh, injury struck the rotation. I mean, and we talked about it a couple also, of weeks ago. How- also, how- a weird play in that in
0: that last game in the Thursday game, that was a weird play. Ledore has to look for the ball, but wow. it was just
1: a weird situation. Um, and, that, and that changes the narrative of the whole series if that ends exactly. But yeah. yeah, you know they rebounded nicely. You, you take three or four in Philly. Um, I saw John Heyman, you know, and, and I know he was. It was just a an innocent joke he was trying to make on Sunday morning that oh, the Mets, the tough part of their schedule, finally it's over. Now they just get to go to the Bronx. Like that's. It's like indirect – that's indirect bullet, bulletin board material. That's going to get the Yanks fired up. And they got a much-needed win on Sunday. But, you know, they've been free-falling. And, again, like the Mets earlier in the season, when you have a lead like they do, it, while less than ideal, you know, you can afford to have a little free-fall. It's a baseball season. These things happen. But, oh, yeah, I I, I I don't care how bad the Yankees are playing. I don't care who we're facing out of their pitching staff. With an offense like that, I'm not overlooking that team for a second. No, they still have the MVP. So, uh, Oh, they have, yeah. you know, any one of those guys could go on a three-month tear and win MVP. You got, you know, if Stanton's healthy. He, DJ Lemayhu has been so good this year and so undersung. He's slumping right now, and he was hurt for a little while. But before he got hurt, he was on some ridiculous tear for like six, eight weeks. Um. Yeah, I like DJ, DJ, uh, DJ Lemayhu a lot. Anthony hey, is having a really good year. It's an impressive team. We got to take a quick break. We forgot to take an ad break, and thank goodness for Andrew that he found the right spot. But we got to take a quick break. Hear from the sponsors. We're gonna be right back. Thanks, Andrew. And we're back. I hope that wasn't too awkward of a pause, but I remember that we had to take one this week. So it's a uh, it's a good thing. Um, Taryn, are you, are you concerned about the Yankee series? Or is this just another series to you? We know that this was like a juggernaut of a club just going back, you know, a month ago. This was, um, you know, an, an all-time baseball team. They've fallen on hard times. Um, I know overlooking them is really not an option, but does this have the hype that the July series had to you?
0: Um,
1: maybe not, uh, but I think
0: that's going to be a really hungry ball club uh, in the Bronx. So, it, and, and we really are a hungry team also because the Braves keep winning every day. Thankfully they finally lost today. We were able to pick up another game, but the Braves are since the beginning of June, like what on like a 108 win pace or something we're on a 100 win pace it's ridiculous so yeah I, I feel like every game uh it's obviously not must win but we want to win every single game because it's going to make it harder for them to catch us and uh and that gives us a better chance to to build up a little meat in the in september and going into that last series in atlanta so um i'm concerned in it in that i i want the Mets to keep winning ball games, and I'm excited that um, you know we'll have Scherzer on the mound. I don't think it'll be Degrom in the second game. Something that uh, that they were saying on the uh, uh, on the radio yesterday was just that they want to find a way. Buck wants to find a way to kind of split up the two aces, mm-hmm. and uh, and if Taiwan Walker is ready to come back today, would have been his his spot. So if he's ready to come back. Off those uh, back spasms in Atlanta last week, uh, if he can pitch uh, the second game of that series, I think that's that's probably a good move, and i I expect that we'll see that, uh, and, and we'll see. But
1: um, oh, see, I, I don't know. I know Tim Britton from the Athletic mentioned on Sunday morning that to Grom pitched his regular bullpen that he usually does two days before his start this morning. That uh, at least leads me to believe that he will be um, sliding into that second spot. And I believe oh. they'd have a, an update on Walker either after the game on Sunday or Monday. So I, I think that DeGrom is penciled in there. Uh, you know, he's such a creature of habit. I couldn't see him doing that bullpen without knowing that he's going two days later. You know, if you watch him doing his pregame, like he starts his whole routine at an exact time, every start. Um, I wish I remembered the time slipping my mind. <laughs> but it's it's wild. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to lean towards he does make his start. Okay. And again, I don't know if they announced this after the game. I didn't see anything. I do want to bring up a quote that I did see. Uh, this is from Mike Puma of the New York Post. I'm going to read his tweet. Buck Showalter was asked what it would be like returning to the Bronx as the manager of the Mets. Buck's answer: Proud. Aw, isn't that really nice? Isn't that amazing? That's a great, great great quote. That's great. Less is more. That's so cool.
0: You talk about uh, making the most of an opportunity, and he is having this. uh, It feels a little bit like a last ride for him. This uh, this opportunity with the Mets and. And he seems to be having fun. The handshake line is great. The club seems pretty loose, like they uh, that they believe in each other. So this is this is just an awesome ride, man. Uh, really, I, I I
1: love watching this team, and everything about them is, is is fun. Like even when they lose, the way they bounce back, it's just everything about it is, is impressive. And I think that's all, at least indirectly or you know, extremely directly stems from Buck. It's a culture that I think only Buck Showalter could have ushered in and yeah, going out and bringing in all these veterans and revamping the front office and really going all the way with the analytics department. Um, you know, all of these all of these things contribute, but the guiding hand of Buck I don't I don't know if this happens without him like you, imagine, yeah. imagine this team top to bottom all the same but and this isn't a knock on on Luis rojas but let's say it's still Luis rojas at the helm just everything is back a year like I don't know if this team gets over the hump I don't know if that's the voice that this club would have needed I don't know if any other voice would be the voice that this club would have needed I think that calming presence of buck and again we don't see him behind closed doors but you have to imagine that even keel is kind of his thing i'd love to see him get fired up and see what's that what that's about i want to hear him curse a couple of times to be honest but you never you know you're never going to hear that he's too much professional but it's um yeah it's what he's been able to do just from the manager's seat is so impressive i i think it's also just the
0: synergy between him and Lindor. I think Lindor is the leader of the club, and uh, and and it's also been Max as well. I I think that all of these new voices, guys that are solely focused on winning over everything else, guys who have done other great things in their careers and and winning important games. I think that 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 is what is driving this, and I think Buck is the perfect captain for it. And, it, and that's the way it's been all year, but I, I think Buck, if you were to do, like, like a war for managers, I think it'd be pretty ch- strong, <laughs> like, probably, like, five, six games already that he's won for the Mets, either, like, knowing the rules and, and communicating them in a way that the players can understand them,
1: or, uh, or, uh, Uh-oh. oh, re- remote Taron is a, is a, is a battle, you there, pal? Yeah, can you hear me? I can now. There you are. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah but
0: just yeah. Bucket. It's been awesome. Man, and I think that they, they respect him in the clubhouse and, and yeah, it's been great. Um, see, can I,
1: I Oh, can can go ahead. I, I, ahead. I had a quick note on Buck, but go ahead. Oh, I'll, go jump ahead. No, no, no. I'll jump it's in. I'll jump in after you finish up.
0: I was going to change the topic. Go ahead and, and say what you were going to say about,
1: Oh, that. see, look at us. A couple of gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I look at Buck when he was in Baltimore and he had no starting pitching and all the relief pitching in the world. Zach Britton there. He had, um, oh God, who was the other big arm in that uh, pool? A couple of them?
0: Aldo Jimenez, right?
1: Yeah, he was a starter, I think. You would think he was still a starter for them at the time. But boy, there's another huge, huge arm in that bullpen. Anyway, the way that he adapts to the strengths of his ball club. Think about that 90-something win. I don't know if they won 100 games, but that 90-something win, uh, I think it was 2013 Baltimore team. Mostly a young squad. I mean, you had Adam Jones, like a 22-year-old Manny uh, Machado. Um, who was the shortstop? Ah, gosh darn it. Who was the shortstop? We ended up playing for the Brewers. J.J. Hardy. Um you know, you had guys he brought the best out of this ball club and, you know, and, and was able to play to the strengths of his roster. And you see him doing that now. Even when the Mets lose guys to injuries, he, you know, was starting Jose Budo, Budo on, on – was it Budo or Budo? I think it's Budo. Budo? Yeah. Budo, I think. Okay. So it, it, if him starting on Sunday, was that ideal? Absolutely not. But when you lose two starters in a week and you have a doubleheader the day before – and you have no long man. You do what you have to. Like, yeah, he, that that first inning was a nightmare. But yeah. he he rebounded. It was three nothing before he recorded an out. Yeah, no, and, and and all weekend, you know, Buck kind of had to walk the tightrope with his bullpen. Um, you know, you're getting into the dog days. So you have to. You know, wins are important, but keeping your guys fresh and healthy, especially when there's going to be another hopefully, you know, a couple of dozen games tacked on to the end of the season, you know, that's part of the priority right now. And 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 I think Buck walked that tightrope very, very well this weekend. And, uh, you know, as the Mets get guys back and and hopefully Trevor May snaps back into form and maybe they, you know, pull off some waiver wire magic, but um, just, you got to love what Buck, how he just adjusts and, and adapts on the fly and it, <laughs> more often than not, it works out. Like, my goodness, this is just a magical year. Yeah. Are, are you worried about Edwin at all? I, that's no. like the, the three
0: straight outings where he has been not uh, Edwin Diaz of the last two months.
1: I, I Honestly, I mean, I wish I knew more about his mechanics, biomechanics in general. I, I'm very confident that it's just a minor adjustment. I think it's a, it's a, maybe it's a mechanical thing, you know, there, I I, I'm more than positive. And again, he, and he really hasn't been working um, too often. I believe he had three days. That's
0: that's what I think that
1: it might be. Uh, I'm wondering if he needs to work
0: more uh, in, in order to stay in the rhythm, because when he was just like mowing through guys, which he has been most of the season, uh, he was working like every couple of days because the Mets were in a lot of close ball games because they weren't scoring a ton of runs. Uh, now they've been on either side of some blowouts for a couple of weeks now. And, uh, and he hasn't worked as much. And so he's been a little bit more shaky. I'm wondering if that is, uh, is related.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the nature of a reliever is very strange. It's almost unnatural. You have to get yourself up. You have to get yourself loose. You have to be at the top of your game for three outs, maybe four or five outs in some cases. And then you might not do it again for a day or two. It's just a very, very strange um, situation. Like That's why I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in in the struggles that Trevor Mays had since he came back. Um, And and again, they've been substantial to an extent, but at times he's also looked very sharp. I I think that's just a, a matter of rust I think it's a matter and he said I believe he's actually told speaking with the Apple he's told us um, regular consistent work is a very very big thing for him and of course you know he couldn't speak for other relievers but you have to imagine that's the same case right yeah yeah I, I'm thinking that
0: that's what it is so uh, but I I don't know how else you want to handle it right because you do want to save those bullets to some extent. Uh, So we'll see what happens. uh, I'm interested to see if Buck takes any sort of different approach to it. It's worked so well this year, but now it's looking a little bit more shaky. Uh, So we'll see.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised. The Mets have some, you know, their their schedule lightens up a bunch. You have to imagine there are going to be some non-save opportunities throughout that stretch. Um, I'm curious to see whether if Diaz or, or May or anybody who's gone a little while who wouldn't normally be in a game that's a you know out of reach in either direction, um, just to get them some work, keep them fresh, just to kind of you know keep that uh, <laughs> that level of homeostasis between you know keeping these guys sharp and keeping them healthy throughout a, a very long season. Um. I'm excited, man. They, I, 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 you know, Max and Jake, uh, you know, lining up against the Yankees, I think that will uh, that will have its own buzz to it once that's confirmed. And, and you know, just sit back and get your popcorn ready, friends. Um, but otherwise, I mean, the whole peaks and valleys, and the Mets are, look to be coming out of their last or their latest valley with that win on Sunday. Um yep you have to think that you know they're gonna start eating especially against lower competition coming up
0: yeah i hope so i'd love to see them blow out some teams and and hopefully rest some guys we'll see we'll lock, see up, lock
1: up this division stretch out that division lead i i saw somebody's already keeping a magic number tracker i don't know what it is right now but i believe it's something like in, in the mid 30s so uh we'll have to keep an eye on that and yeah. too many
0: for me to think about it.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no, no! It's already, it's, it's already. In the, I want to say our buddy JT Teron, Um, he's been putting him up since like the magic number was like ninety something, and he popped it up there. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this, and uh, it, it just it feels realer. I looked at the standings this morning, and it's like, oh wow, there's 40 games left. We're three quarters of the way through the season. Um, it feels real. Hope so. yeah Yeah, exactly all right guys we're gonna be back on i believe we're back on friday if we're not don't hold don't hold it against us we both have lives yeah i think uh real quick uh what oh i said we're gonna try but no go ahead what do we got we will try no uh but before we sign
0: off i wanted to give a shout out to uh maddie jake and Lexi, they're three of the littlest and cutest Mets fans I know. And uh, and I told them that I would on the podcast. So shout out to them. They're the best.
1: Oh, you, I wish we would have said something before I dropped an F-bomb earlier. And now the, the oh, no. I, the on tell on to- too.
0: Listen, I'll tell them to fast forward.
1: It's fine. No, no, no. Then we're going to water down the experience. That's not going <laughs> to work. That's not going to work. We got to hook him young. Casey Stangle style. Metsy's, Metsies, Metsies. No mama, no papa. Metsies, Metsies, Metsies. All right, everybody. Um, Everyone wish Taryn a safe trip home. Uh, Taryn, where are you going from Philly? Are you going back to Minnesota?
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm going back to my family's house uh, in DC.
1: Oh, excellent. Very cool. All right. Well, safe travels to you, my friend. And, uh, let's go Mets and all that fun stuff. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll save our traditional sign off <laughs> next week for, uh, for our friends on the uh, on Taron shout out. Uh, otherwise, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.